Welcome to the Nairn County Podcast, which is brought to you in association with our digital partner Zion Energy, the leading blockchain software and digitalization experts leading the field in emerging technologies related to oil and gas tokenization. For more, go to Zion.com. Part 2 of Episode 4 sees Davy McClay tell Graham McLeod the story of his mistaken identity red card whilst on loan at Clash. What caused an empty and deflated feeling after making his Carly Thistle debut on what should have been a day of joy, and moving to us initially on loan in 2004, and instantly beginning to have regrets following a horror show at Fort Walden. Davy picks it up in this part with a story about the day he thought Clark had recruited Mark Holmes from the circus. We hope you enjoy this part of our Davy McClay special on the Nairn County Podcast. And the next step in the loans was with Clark, and you had a bit of a disastrous debut there. Can you tell us the story of that? I remember going to Clark, and it's funny, I knew Robbie Williamson from, it must have been two or three years before that, because when you were under 16 at Cali Thistle, you quite often got to go and play for Clark under 21s when they were short. And I remember one time playing for Clark under 21s, and it was actually through at Station Park, being there, and I'm sitting on the bench and just basically there to make up the numbers in case we needed someone to come on. And I remember um, just before the game, watching Mark Holmes, I've never seen this guy before in my life. He looked like a super, looked like a supermodel, slick back hair, shiny face. And he's warming up and he's just going back and forth across the park doing keepy-ups with his shoulders. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And I'm like, did they get this guy from the circus? Or like, what the hell is he doing? Do you know what I mean? And I was like, this is just a completely different world to I'd ever seen before, 15 years old. So anyway, first half goes by and, and I remember sitting down in, in the away changing room, timid as hell, shy as hell at this time. And um, Holmesy and Robbie Williamson going nuts at each other. So I'm thinking, just seriously, what the hell, is this what real football is all about? And it was an eye-opener for me. And I remember Robbie and Holmesy, and Holmesy's not one to back down, even to Robbie, which I thought was brave. But I remember Robbie saying, just out of my change room, just get out of here, just get out of here. And Holmes was like, no, nah, I'm not going anywhere. So Robbie grabbed him and basically nearly threw him through the away change room wall. And I remember just <laughs> sitting there and he basically chucked him outside the change room. I think he was, by this time, Holmes had gone nuts. He'd taken a strip off and he was basically in his pants and shin guards basically left. So he's standing outside in, in the stand. And I remember Robbie turning around to me and goes, oh, um, what position do you play? And I was like, oh, centre mid. And he's like, oh, good answer. That's where Holmesy was playing. You're on the second half. So that was my first introduction to Robbie. But um, yeah, my debut for Clark. Yeah, what a nightmare that was. So 15 minutes in, I, I felt like I was going all right. Clark were my good side at the time. I felt like I was holding my own in the middle of the park. And then I was still quite small and not really built at the time. If you know, like, I had zero man strength, if you know what I mean. The high league, I was getting pushed off the ball for fun. So we conceived a corner. And um, I was on the post, and um, I remember the ball coming across, and I don't know who, I'm pretty sure it was Hanley we were playing against, and one of the big centre-halves, or someone had jumped up and headed the ball goalwards, and Davy Brennan, um, at the time, I don't know if you remember Davy, really small, but could, could win, a, win a header against any guy in the league. Anyway, jumped up and basically punched the ball away, because it was heading goalwards, punched it away so it didn't go in the goals. And um, referee seen it, cleared his day, blew his whistle, penalty kick, and then um, 
ref proceeded to walk over to me and send me off for the red card. So it was a case of mistaken identity. And I remember trudging off thinking, what the hell is this all about? This is this is absolute torture. I'm like, I haven't done this. This is crap. And I remember I'm Grant Street where you kind of go behind the goals and then you go past the wall and then you turn left in the change room. And I remember just opening the door, just go in the change room and someone goes, Davy, Davy, come back. He's changed his mind. He's changed his mind. I was like, oh, thank fuck for that. Obviously, he's realized or the line's been noticed. It's not me. So I turn around and I start walking back towards the pitch. And then he goes, nah, nah, he hasn't. It's all right. On you go. So I had to turn around again. So after walking off, thinking like I'm absolute plum because I haven't been, I've been sent off and it wasn't my fault. To then nearly in the change room to be pulled back to then go back and then change room. I was like, oh, this is an absolute nightmare of a debut. So I think in the end, uh, the red car got rescinded, but yeah, <laughs> it wasn't a great start, put it that way. You then go back to Cali, and by this time, uh, John Robertson's come in as a manager. You mentioned there a bit about training with the first team when you were young or when you're going into that environment when you're young and the, the senior pros that were there. When you're there knocking on the door, if you like, uh, what sort of environment was that like under Robbo and how did you find the training with the guys? Were they, was it guys that were hard on you or was it guys that took you under their wings? Initially, it was tough. Coming straight out of school, straight into that sort of first team environment. Although you're not in the first team, so to speak, you're, you're training with these guys every day. Confidence-wise, you're getting destroyed. Well, that's how I always felt. I thought that's sort of six, like I say, six months to a year in that first year. I was just like, oh, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. When, when are things going to get better? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I remember just thinking to myself, like I spoke to Stuart McCaffrey one time. He was a centre half, played every week at the time, and said, Calf, what's the deal here? Like, I'm young. What, what we got to do to get into this team? Sort of like, how, how do you progress? How do you get better? Because I don't feel like I've got zero confidence. Like, what do I do? And he goes, see when you're not playing well, just bust your ass. Just work as hard as you possibly can. And I remember that next six months, I, I just tried to get myself as fit as possible and try and basically just keep the ball, not do anything fancy, not, you know, because you go from under 16s, you're one of the top three or four players in your team, full of confidence, riding the waves sort of thing, to go in this environment and you're the worst of the worst and you can't keep the ball to save your life and the speed of the game is so much quicker and everything else. So that bit of advice from Calf was actually probably the best bit of advice that I'd ever got because I was busting my balls to try and actually make tackles and all that. And when I was winning the ball, I just keep it simple. And that that really helped me. Skill seekers, we had to clean the boots. So normally you're the guy's boots that you cleaned would look after you. And I remember I, like I had Bobby Mann, I had Dennis Wynas. Dennis Wynas, great, great guy, but really, really quiet. Bobby Mann was club captain at the time. And I always felt he would just destroy you. He would just go right through you. But looking back on that, it was their way of trying to toughen you up and get you ready for what was coming. I remember Bobby was always hard on us. He used to, I remember we used to always go back and we used to try and imitate him. And he used to go, fuck off, Davey, like this. So that was one of the things. So we used to laugh at that. But he used to nutmeg you from easily 15, 20 meters away. And it just, again, it used to destroy you. That environment, it did get better. As you got more confident, as you, you sort of grew and got stronger as well, got fitter, it did get better. And um, I remember Robo and Parky coming in. I remember at the time, we, there was a few boys that came up from down south that were at Hibs and I think at Hearts at the time. And I know myself personally and the other Inverness boys, we always felt hard done by. 
by these boys coming in. I've mentioned this to you in the past. It's probably similar to what the Nairn boys felt when the Inverness boys came through. They used to say, we got treated better, and we used to say the, the boys from down south used to get treated better. And it, it probably is the case. It's local boys always seem to get the, the short straw and these sort of things. But uh, I remember Donald Park especially coming in and giving me a lot of confidence because um, he used to take us skill seekers on a Wednesday when the first team pros had a day off. And he would just work with us. He was probably by far the best coach I've ever worked with. He, he was brilliant, especially with us young boys. He was really, really good. The 2003-2004 season, it was a, a really successful one for Cali Thistle with the, the league championship at the end of it. And you made your debut uh, at, the, at some point in that season as well. Before we go on to touch on that, were you in and around the squad on match days prior to the debut? Were you travelling about to the away games and were you, were you getting on the bench at all? It's one of those where you're kind of on the fringes, but you're on the fringes and you're basically kit man at the same time. Do you know what I mean? It was one of those where you're helping, like Tommy Cummings used to do the kit, used to do the grounds, used to be groundsman, used to do the pitch, everything else. So if you weren't in the squad and you were young, you're basically helping Tommy. You're parking the boots, you're unpacking the boots, you're putting the ships up, all that sort of stuff. So you're on the fringes until there's enough injuries for then you to be on the bench. And then it, it's... It's one of those awkward situations. Do you still carry the boots and the bags in with Tommy, even though you're on the bench, or you're not? So maybe I was like, nah, I'm, I'm going to try and stay low-key, stay out of the way here. So I always help Tommy with all that sort of stuff. But yeah, we were on the bench a few times, but never really in any hope of getting on. It was Well, you're not always in hope of getting on, but there's not a chance you're getting on at the time, if you know what I mean. I think it was more, there was no confidence there. Like I remember, um, this could possibly been after my debut um, a game down St. Mirren it was and at this stage um, Charlie Christie had been retired for about a year or a year and a half so wasn't training with us or anything at this stage and was basically more behind the scenes at Cali doing the centenary club and everything else and I remember going down on the bus and we were down in the bare bones and I remember myself Craig McMillan were on the bench and I remember Charlie was on the bench and I was like well Charlie must be on the bench but he must be helping Parky and Robo with some sort of coaching or scouting or something. So I was like, yeah, no worries. So we're down the bare bones. And I remember speaking to Robo loads of times about, like he would do a lot of sort of one-to-one chats for you and kind of gauge where you felt you were and he would tell you what he thought and all these sort of things. And one of the things, the feedback that I always seemed to get was, yeah, your sort of ready-made replacement for Russell Duncan. So Russell Duncan's role in the team was that number six role, basically sitting in front of backline and basically just holding midfielder. So I was like, brand new, that, that's what I want to play. That's, that's what I enjoy playing. I like getting on the ball, I like passing the ball. So I remember going down to that game. I think we were winning 2-1 at the time. And I remember sitting on the bench and lo and behold, Russell Duncan gets injured. I'm thinking, I'm in. Uh, I've got to be in here. And I remember I'm warming up down the end and then all of a sudden I see Charlie getting his tracksuit off. I'm thinking, hold on a minute, what's going on here? Charlie, absolute legend, a tremendous player, but he's not trained for about a year. I'm, I'm thinking, surely he's not going on in front of me here. And I remember him going on, and it was only 10 minutes, but I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing here? There's absolutely no trust in me going on or playing here. So I remember having a chat with Robbo after that. Like, I wasn't really one for banging on doors or anything like that, but I remember having a chat, and I was like, I basically said I, th- I thought I was already made replacement for Russell Duncan basically his role and he's like you know what we were 2-1 up at the time playing against a right good side St Mirren the last thing I wanted you to do was go on make a mistake and us to go 2-2 and that your confidence is absolutely gone so that's why I went for Charlie 
looking back now, I can I can see his point. But when you're 17, 18, desperate to play, that you don't give a shit what he thinks. You know what I mean? It's you're you're disappointed. You know what I mean? You get it. So I remember that being a bit of a a dampener on things. But my whole my time, especially with Robo and Parky, I always went towards Parky and always felt Parky's really helping me out here. He's really got my interest at the heart. But then I thought. On the other hand, Robbo's got a job to do. He, he needs to win games for the first team. So I could understand both sides, if that makes sense. You made your debut for Cali, though, in January 2004 against Brecon City in the Scottish Cup. What are your memories of that day? Pretty vague, if I'm brutally honest. I think we were 5-1 up at the time. So again, it, it's a token gesture. It's not you're going on to change a game. You're not going on because you need to go on it. it again, it, for me, it was a token gesture. So although you should be excited you've made your debut, I, I didn't really feel any excitement. I wasn't overly excited that I'd got on. It was one of those, gone for 10 minutes, I think I touched the ball three times or something. Kept the ball. And I think the next, like like you say, I made three appearances. The the second... The second appearance was against Wraith, I think. But again, I think I think we were pumping them like five one again or something. I remember going on again. I think I think I got a little bit longer this time. But again, I'm thinking this yes, I'm I'm really happy to be involved and really grateful that I'm getting a chance, but I'm not really getting a chance, if you know what I mean. It's a it's the token gesture. But um the third appearance that I made, I actually felt that this this is the one that I actually feel like kind of being needed here because like I say, Cali had a really, really thin squad at the time. Maybe 18 players, 19 players, and then a couple of boys that were skill seekers that weren't out alone. Yeah, so it was down at Brecon, uh, way at Brecon. I think there was about half an hour, 40 minutes to go. Um, we were down the bare bones, like I say, and someone got injured. I think it was Roy McBain in the middle of the park. And at that stage, he had a heap of midfielders, but they're all injured or suspended. So Robbo kind of looked around, and I was the only midfielder on the bench. It's like, get, get ready, you're going on. So I went on. I felt it all right. I was, it was one of those, I don't know if you remember, football first used to be on on the, the Sunday. And I remember being excited, thinking, oh, I might make football first. I might make football first. And that was, that was the one exciting thing, because I remember going on, and my, my first touch was the shot and goal, left foot swinger. That sort of whistled past the post, and as you know, my left foot's for standing on. So whistled past the post, and I remember Bobby Mann after the game saying, "Oh, Davey, you got excited after that first touch with that woo sort of thing." So he was winding me up about it. But uh, I just remember getting home and saying, "Mama, Mama got on. I played half an hour, and you never know, I might make the highlights sort of thing." So I made the highlights. So I was absolutely delighted with that. But um, yeah, so that was the three appearances. Inverness won the first division that season. It came right down to the wire. Final day, victory over St. Johnson was clinched it. And, and what do you remember about the day itself? The game itself was great. Massive, massive crowd. But again, the only thing that I could think about was poor skill seekers the next day. You boys are going to be cleaning the stand. Luckily enough, by that stage, I didn't have to clean the stand. But I remember thinking back, like this great, great day, but you, you boys have got to clean the stand on the Monday which is a funny thing to think about when we just won a league and gone into the Premier League. <laughs> Again, I've had a shocker with the photo. After, after the game, there's all these like, um, Champions t-shirts getting handed out. So I'm like, fuck on the photo. I've, played three, I've had three appearances. I've not even been close to playing this. Like, I'm, I'm not getting a medal. I'm not doing... Like, I haven't contributed to this team. And I just remember standing there and the t-shirts getting thrown out. And then I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I, I don't want a t-shirt. I'll be all right. I'm not going to any photos here sort of thing. And then afterwards, I remember Craig McMillan, he's, he's wearing his t-shirt. And I was like, you wanker. Do you know what I mean? Why are you wearing a t-shirt? You've done fuck all as well. 
in fairness to him, yeah, I think he had made about 12 to 15 appearances that year, but I was like, you know, Anku, you shouldn't be in these photos either. So I remember we were stand, I was standing in the stand, and Robo, in fairness, that was something he was good at. He he made everyone feel like part of it, or tried to make feel everyone feel part of it. So he basically shouted over at Craig McMillan and myself, Franny standing there in his t-shirt, and me standing there with just my polo shirt. We had to go in the photos, of course. So again, me there in my polo shirt, obviously not shirt and tie this time, but I'm the odd one out, no championship t-shirt who's the coach in the end sort of thing. So I, I remember all those photos saying, oh, David, we saw you in the paper. And I was like, yeah, do you see I didn't have a championship t-shirt because there was none left because obviously I wasn't part of the squad. But nah, that, that that was my memory of that day. It was a great day for the club, of course. But again, nah, I didn't really feel part of that. Loan. I was still a little bit off. The following season is when you come to us on own initially. Can you tell us how that came about? From memory, you came straight in for a trial match. Uh, it was actually against Cali Thistle. Had you met the players at Nern at all, or was it just a case of turn up and straight in? Basically, it was straight up and straight in. And like you said, uh, obviously, Gavin Chisholm and Mark Smith there. So I obviously knew those boys coming from Cali. Um, myself and Lewis McKinnon were going. Yeah, it, it was a funny one again. So the practice match itself for me, it was a kick in the teeth a little bit. Because I remember going there and thinking, this might sound bad, but I was thinking I should be in the other team here. I, I, like you've taken two or three boys from down south that you obviously know are good players, but that they're taking my spot. That That's kind of how I felt in the practice match. And I don't know, I kind of played with a chip on my shoulder that night, I think. Looking back, Robbo and Les talking about the deal, because obviously I knew Les from growing up, uh, going through the system at Cali. He was... He was a player at the time for Cali. Very rarely played, in fairness, but he was round about the, the club. So I knew Les. I knew what he was about. And he sort of said, oh, I'm manager in there now. Come, come play. Come get games. And my initial thought was, it's sort of make or break this year. And for me, during that, that summer for the off-season was, I didn't do what I should have done. Shouldn't have got myself. Wasn't as fit as I should have been. I felt like I was, but I clearly wasn't when I got back. So... I think I put on four pounds or something, which doesn't sound a lot, but it is when you're you're training. Um, fitness wasn't great. But then that opportunity came along, it got in there, and I kind of felt like I didn't have any choice. My first initial thought was, I want to try and go somewhere higher if I can. Cause I felt like I'd done my broda, done my clock. Let's try a third division or a second division. Robo is that sort of option there for me. I don't know why, but he was desperate for me to go to Nairn. So it kind of fell into place. So then... When I got to there and I thought, you know what, the pitch is like a bowling green here. It sits me down to the ground. This is actually going to be all right. So um, I remember those first couple of weeks. And then I went, I was still training at Cali, obviously, full time. I remember Parky coming back. He said, what the hell are you doing? I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, why the hell are you going back to high league alone? And that was kind of what was going through my mind when I was having the discussions. What I said to him was that I felt like I didn't have a choice. I want to go and play. I want to want to do well. But I kind of felt like Robo didn't give me any other options. It was near or, near or nothing sort of thing. So I was happy to go there because, like I said, the surroundings, the people were great. The pitch was great. The players initially, I had no problems. Everything was great. So I thought, yeah, why not? But he was very much, look, you got six months there. Go there and get as fit as you possibly can. Because obviously I'd come back from four preseason unfit. So his thing was go there, get as fit as you can and come back. And I think that actually helped me when I went to Nairn because I kind of adapted my game a little bit when I went to Nairn because 
previous to that, like I say, I was that number six, that sitting role. And then when he said, "Go, just go and express yourself, get yourself as fit as you possibly can, bomb forward, bomb back, you box to box. That really helped me because that's, that's basically where the goals came from. Like we did play a lot of long balls. Like we looked for Willie a lot on the channel. We looked for Brooksy a lot in the air, top top players. And it kind of helped me because I was sort of running in behind a lot as well. And that's where I feel like I got my goals from. But yeah, I remember that was my sort of initial thought. And then, yeah, we're probably touching it, but the, our actual first Highland League game down at Fort William, that's kind of what happened there. I was like, yeah. oh, cool. what's going on here? I was actually going to say that to you. We've, um, first game we're playing Fort William away, who've finished bottom the previous season. We're probably looking at uh, going into the season thinking if we can get back into the top six, it would be the ambition for that season. And we go down there and, and lose 3-2 in the opening day of the season. What was your thoughts on that? Was that a case of, oh, what have I done? What have I got myself into here? Like I say, I'd gone from thinking if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be a professional footballer, I'm gonna make it a Cali. I need to be on loan somewhere more than Highland League. I need to be third division, second division because I like to Barry Robson went out of second division. Like I saw other boys that went to Elgin and all these sort of things. So my initial thoughts were that. Then I think we had two or three weeks training between the time that I signed for Nairn and that first game, where those three or two or three weeks. I met like the likes of boys like Kel and Johnny Seaton and Tess, who really sort of took me under their wing, if you know what I mean, because Inverness boys, I would travel through with them at training. And funny, it was an eye-opener as well for me, going from full-time football to that. And I remember we used to go through and train on a Tuesday and Thursday night. So I'd train during the week, but then go through on a Tuesday and Thursday night. And on the way home, we'd always stop in a service station or a filling station on the way home. And it was four ciders for the boys on the way home after training. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Do you know what I mean? So, so that was completely different to me. But yeah, so I'd gone from thinking this isn't the best move to, you know, what, I actually really enjoy this now. And I'm going to enjoy my football here to that game at Fort William where obviously didn't play great like everyone obviously, but um, got subbed off. I'm sitting in the dugout, obviously a bit pissed off, thinking, what the hell have I done here? We're getting beat by Fort William. And coming from Cali, we, we used to do all those friendly games, if you remember, with the team that were um, spare on the Saturday. So we'd gone to Fort William and spanked them 15, 16 nil sometimes. And I've gone there and just lost 3-2. And I'm thinking, what the hell's going on here? The atmosphere at the club wasn't great at that time either because it was all change. It had gone from sort of the Sharpie era to Les's era. And I remember there was a lot of boys humming and hawing about, obviously, um, loan signings and boys coming from Ross County and boys coming from Cali. And I was part of that. So I wouldn't say there was a divide, but at that stage, it was it was a bit odd because like I was getting on Mikel and Johnny and Tess, but I felt there was other ideas in the team that weren't happy for us to be there. So in a sense, I kind of felt that, yes, they're happy because they know we can play, but then it would be a bad thing if they didn't do great because it would be good to get some more Nairn boys in. And it's always the same. It's like I mentioned previously, when you're local to that team, I wouldn't say it means more, but I think you're more protected of your team and you think you're coming from the inside. You don't really know what, what this is about yet. And I kind of got that sense, but... I think after a few months, the boys realised, look, I'm, I'm here to play. I want, I want to do well for the team and I want to do well for you guys. So I started settling in and fitting in a bit more. You say there that uh, you hit the ground running, really, uh, after the Fort William game. Looking at the record, you scored in your home debut, a 6-0 against Wick. You scored in the next three games as well. How did you find the adjustment going from uh, Cali Thistle to a Highland League environment? I wouldn't say it was easy. It was more adapting to the different style of play. We'd grown up since under 14, under 16, playing 3-5-2 right the way through until basically Robo came in. For me, I'd always either been sitting in the hole number six or sitting in number 10 sort of position. And that was a big change because I felt 
in the midfield, you always got a heap of ball at Cali. Locally at Cali, when you're playing friendlies, you're playing against uh, high league sides. So you should be fitter, you should be sharper, you should be technically, you should be a better player. Well, clearly, it's not always the case, but you feel sharper, you feel fitter. But going to the high league, I always felt that it was a different style. And I know we did try and play football at Nairn, and there were some right good players at Nairn when I first went there, like um, Gary Farker, Kel, real, real ball players. Um, I always felt that the best chance for me to get on the ball and basically do some damage was running in behind. And that was brand new to me. And again, I think that came from that um, Donald Park conversation about getting as fit as I possibly could, getting out there and getting getting as much out of the lone move as I possibly could. So like, I just remember just bombing on, bombing on, bombing on. Because I remember we had like, um, like I said, Scotty Nicol, Stevie Edwards, that Brian McLeod, great ball players and could actually play good passes in behind. So you've got Willie Barron running the channels. You've got Brooksy winning things in the air, little knockdowns like that. So for me, I always felt my best opportunity to get on the ball was running in behind. Again, that, that kind of changed my game to a degree. But in a way, it sort of added a part to my game that I didn't really have before, which was scoring goals. So I was quite happy. It, it kind of, I wouldn't say, pushed me forward at Cali or anything like that. I probably didn't do anything. I don't think they even noticed. But... I felt if, if I was getting my name in the paper, then at least I was doing something right, if you know what I mean. Yeah. The Nan County Podcast is brought to you in association with our digital partners, Zion Energy. Click on zion.com to find out more.